Hello, welcome to Daily Show Podcast, your podcast source for movie and TV related news. It's March 30th, 2018. I'm Michael. And I'm Shannon. What's coming out in the movie theaters this week? Ready Player One. When the creator of a virtual reality world called The Oasis dies, he releases a video in which he challenges all Oasis users to find his Easter egg which will give the finder his fortune. Starring Ty Sheridan, Olivia Cook, and Ben Mendelsohn. Directed by Steven Spielberg and based on the novel by Ernest Klein, who also wrote an early script for the screenplay. Zach Penn wrote the final version of the script. I'm looking forward to this one. Please tell me the early buzz is good. It looks pretty good. 78% fresh, 211 reviews, 164 47 rotten awesome that's pretty good yep i read this or listened to it to be more precise and uh yeah it was a really good story so i really want to see this i haven't read it looks like it could be interesting also out this week god's not dead a light in the darkness pastor dave david a.r white responds to the unimaginable tragedy of having his church located on the grounds of the local university burned down. This is the third installment in the God's Not Dead series. Oh, I didn't know there was a series. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't sure if they were at all related, but I guess that at least this one character, Pastor Dave, has been in all three films. Melissa Joan Hart was in the second one. That's uh, when I first heard about it. The earlier reviews are not good. No, it's 20%, although that's only five reviews, one fresh. Also out this week, Tyler Perry's Acrimony. A faithful wife, tired of standing by her devious husband, is enraged when it becomes clear she has been betrayed. Written and directed by Tyler Perry. So no tomato meter available yet. Mm -mm. Not too good. Not a good sign. And I think I think this is this doesn't actually star Tyler Perry. I guess this is just one of those movies that he directed. Um, unfortunately, this is not part of the Medea verse. <laughs> yeah, I watched the trailer for this one. It doesn't look good. It looks, it it, it looks a lot like um, Fatal Attraction. Fatal Attraction. Yeah. Well, everybody loved that one. Yeah, but like not in a good way. <laughs> also out in limited release, Gemini. A heinous crime tests the complex relationship between a tenacious personal assistant and her Hollywood starlet boss. This one's got 84% tomato meter. How many reviews? 32. Yeah. It's a, it looks interesting. Did you watch a trailer? Yeah. Also, finding your feet. On the eve of retirement, a middle-class judgmental snob discovers her husband has been having an affair with her best friend and is forced into exile with her bohemian sister who lives on an impoverished inner city council estate. This one's got 76. It really looked pretty cheesy to me though, the preview. And also status update. Ross Lynch stars as Kyle Moore, a teenager who after being uprooted by his parents' separation and unable to fit into his new hometown, stumbles upon a magical app that causes his social media updates to come true. This oh, is not man. to be confused with Brad's status in Ben Stiller movie. Right. 
this one looked really, really stupid. <laughs> like, I don't know. Maybe, you know, maybe it's meant to be, but uh, yeah, it looks really stupid. And it's got no tomato meter, so take what right. you will from that. So go see Ready Player One or Gemini. Any news since our last show? Ding, ding. According to Deadline, Lock and Key, a series based on the comic book series of the same name, has been passed on by Hulu, the network that commissioned the pilot. Joe Hill, who was the author behind the comic, wrote the script for the pilot with Carlton Cuse, with Andy Muschietti, it, directing. The pilot is reportedly now being shopped around to Netflix, Amazon, Apple, and others. There was a previous attempt at a series in 2011 when a pilot was shot for Fox, which was not picked up to series. A trilogy of films was also rumored at one point. Uh, Lock and Key revolves around three siblings who, after the gruesome murder of their father, moved to their ancestral home in Maine with their mother, Nina, only to find the house has magical keys that give them a vast array of powers and abilities. So I'd never heard of this, um, but it seems like, for whatever reason, people really want to attempt to adapt it into something, either a show or a film, and it seems like it keeps having issues. And the weird thing about this, I guess, was Hulu had kind of given them the go-ahead to like keep working, even after they had started working on the pilot. Like They wrote, I think they said, like seven scripts already. Like They kept the writer's room open, but then there wow. was a, um, I guess there was a change in management, and the new guy in charge didn't like the pilot and he oh, said no. that's it so uh, there was a trailer did you watch it i didn't i did it looked really creepy oh yeah but like kind of cool it kind of looked really interesting but uh i don't know a little a little scary and the other thing i found interesting about this is that joe hill is actually stephen king's son i didn't realize he had oh. a son who was uh, working in the business. Hmm. Uh, Joe Hill's like uh, a pen name, and he looks a lot like his father. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so never had heard of this, but uh, I'm kind of curious to see what will happen. I know, with me it. too. I, I kind of hope somebody else picks it up, although maybe, maybe it's not good. I mean, maybe that's why they passed. Although it could be down to one person's opinion and. You know. I mean, that's kind of what it sounds like. It sounds like like everybody else at Hulu who was involved with it, um, like the other executives, really liked it and wanted it to keep going forward. Well, then, well, then it'll probably guy. get picked up by somebody else. We'll see. Yeah. According to Deadline, Netflix has ordered a 10-episode TV series based on Cursed, an upcoming illustrated novel from Frank Miller and Tom Wheeler. It's about the King Arthur legend told through a teenage heroine with a mysterious gift who is destined to become the powerful and tragic Lady of the Lake. Sounds interesting. Frank Miller is, you probably know, the, the comic book, great yeah. comic book uh, artist He's the one who did like, the Sin Dark City. Knight Returns, too. Right? Oh, okay. And I believe like it was like a re... It's like a non-canon... Batman, where Batman's like older, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I know that. I I, I heard a lot about that. Um, 
It's also interesting that the book isn't out yet, so they're going to be working simultaneously on the book and the series. All right. You would think that would end that it would end up being exactly the same, but who knows? I don't know. Yeah. According to Variety, Sissy Spacek has joined the cast of Homecoming, Julia Roberts' upcoming Amazon series based on the popular Gimlet podcast of the same name. She will appear in a recurring capacity as Julia Roberts' mother, Ellen Bergman. Uh, we last saw Sissy Spacek in Bloodline, and she was pretty good in that. Um, I, don't I don't remember... remember <laughs> I don't remember, yeah, I don't remember the... Uh, Heidi Bergman's mother having that big a role. Yeah. I remember her being in it, or at least right. maybe. But yeah. only like a couple of conversations, right? Right. So, but I mean, obviously they have to expand on the podcast. They right. Were yeah. Pretty short episodes. I can't remember how much she was in it. I definitely do remember, like, maybe at the beginning of season two, her having some part, hmm. small part. So we'll see what happens. I, I want to see this. Yeah, obviously. I can't wait to see this. Any information on when it's coming out? Don't. No. I didn't notice it. Um, no, it's probably too early. Yeah. I mean, they're still they're still casting people. So. Okay. According to The Hollywood Reporter, Damon Lindelof, co-creator of Lost and the Leftovers, is teaming with Bloomhouse and Universal for the politically tinged action thriller, The Hunt. Not much info on the plot, but it is being described as a subversive feature that takes its cues from the current political climate in America, elevating the current conflict between right and left wings to a more extreme and violent level. Could be interesting. We've liked his work before. Yeah, and it's interesting that Damon Lindelof and Carlton Cuse both have news items this week because they were the uh, co-showrunners. I think he's Lost. actually involved in this. Carlton Cuse. Uh, oh no, sorry, Nick Cuse. Oh, that's. I knew uh, I saw the name. I think that's Carlton Cuse. The son, son of Lindelof's lost cohort, Carlton Cuse. Okay, yeah. interesting. And I know he was involved with the leftovers as well, Nick Cuse. Mm-hmm. And also Craig Zobel. Variety is reporting that Jennifer Aniston and Adam Sandler are reuniting for a Netflix movie called Murder Mystery. They previously starred in Just Go With It in 2011, which earned $103 million at the domestic box office, $215 million globally. In the new movie, Sandler plays a New York cop and Aniston, his wife, who become prime suspects in the murder of an elderly billionaire while vacationing in Europe. And I really didn't realize, or I didn't remember that they even started anything previously. So no, I saw that headline too, that to they like, reunite. And I'm like, hmm, I don't remember. I don't remember just go with it. Yeah, me neither. But well, I guess uh, it was. This is a comedy, right? I would guess so. But um, <laughs> I guess just go with it did well enough that they really wanted to reunite. This is his sixth feature project at Netflix. So it must be profitable for him and them. Yeah, I mean, I find her so funny, too. Both of them really funny, so uh, I look forward to it. According to The Hollywood Reporter, the Tommyknockers could be the next Stephen King novel to get turned into a feature film. 
James Wan, the director and producer behind The Conjuring Horror Movies, and Roy Lee, one of the producers behind the adaptation of King's It, are tackling the adaptation of the writer's 1987 science fiction horror novel. There was a 1993 TV movie version of the book. Not much else is known at this point. Yeah, so this scene, this was pretty new news um, that I just saw before mm-hmm. we started uh, Yeah, I recording. hadn't heard about this. And I thought that there was already some sort of version of this. And yeah, it was a TV movie. I don't really know what did the... You, did you watch it? I don't think so. I got... I got it confused with the Langoliers. Oh, I remember when that I first, movie. Yeah. I was like, is, and then I was like, no, that's the Langoliers. I remember that. Yeah, that was a. That's one I definitely saw. Yeah, me too. Um, but I don't think I saw Tommy Knockers. No, this doesn't sound familiar at all. Yeah, I definitely well, knew that. I definitely know that name. I just don't know what it's lots about. Lots of Stephen King stuff. Yep, and. There's this thing in the news. Steven Spielberg uh, said no to Carl Jr.'s offer to rename their charbroiled sliders Spielbergers in oh, honor man. of Ready Player One. And I he did recorded, see this. He recorded a video saying, "Yeah, I like them, but no, can't do it." They. Uh, it was so funny. They sent him tweet after tweet, like you know, joking around, but asking him to, for his okay on it, like. We're waiting, you know, we're waiting for you outside this thing and stuff. Like, it was pretty funny. And so he eventually had to respond, and he made a very cute video. Um, yeah. Cute video, but he also says, cease and desist. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, you said you weren't, yeah. was it, you said that you weren't sure if it was, like, all a stunt? No, I didn't say that. Oh. Because now oh, I'm wondering. Somebody think, thinking now that. I'm he does wondering, say the whole name of it like like an advertisement a little bit. He's like char, you know, the the char broiled cheese sliders from Carl's Jr. or something like that in the video. Yeah, because if you, I thought you said it was a stunt. Maybe I must have seen it somewhere uh, else. Where no, that makes like, sense. Because I don't know if it is. I mean, I don't know if he would play along or not. Um... But if you look at, like, some of the Twitter accounts, like, whatever the studio is that's releasing Ready Player One said, oh, this is not authorized. And then Carl Jr. goes back to them and they say some things and then they say other, and then the studio says things to them, too, like, kind of snarky. So that, that made me think, oh, is this actually a stunt? I mean, because... Then there was also one of the articles I read said, I think it's Universal. Universal does have a deal with Carl Jr.'s for promotional material for Ready Player One, but this is something they're saying no to. So it's like, is it all oh, just weird? Is it well, all? Well, I also stuff? read somewhere that somebody had once made some Spielbergers things as a April Fool's Day joke and they still have the website and they've gotten cease and desist on that too so I don't know hmm. alright well anyway yeah another funny thing on the internet was this Deadpool stuff right do you know about this I do I saw that Donald Glover said uh, for the record I'm I'm not too busy to work on Deadpool. And then he released a fake script, I think 
I think it was like 15 pages uh, making fun of the whole situation. Did you read it? I didn't get a chance to read it. I read a little bit about it, um, but it sounds funny. Like he took a lot of pot shots at Marvel and them not getting his jokes and stuff like that. Um, but some people were guessing what it meant was that the show might have been geared a little bit too much towards black audiences for Marvel's taste or something. Marvel Marvel didn't like that. But then his brother said it wasn't, right? Or something like that? Yeah, well, he said from his perspective. So I don't know. I don't know what the real story here is. Uh, I don't know if we'll ever know. But it doesn't seem like... I really want to read the script. The Glover brothers wanted to uh, part ways. Yeah. I really want to read this script. It sounds like it's probably pretty funny. And now let's take a sponsor break. Do you like knowing what time it is from a watch that costs more than your car? Yes. Well, buy a Rolex then. Rolex. As Parker Lewis Can't Lose's father once said, synchronize Rolexes. What's the deal with streaming services? Netflix got Little Women and Miraculous Tales of Ladybug and Cat Noir Season 2 Part 1. I know um, our daughter likes that, so she'll be excited that there's new episodes. She will. And a whole bunch of the their originals. A Series of Unfortunate Events Season 2. First Match. Hardened by years of foster care, a teenage girl from Brooklyn's Brownsville neighborhood decides that joining the all-boys wrestling team is the only way back to her estranged father. Happy anniversary. On their three-year anniversary, Molly and Sam are at a crossroads and need to decide whether to move forward or call it quits. Rapture, season one. Groundbreaking artists share their life stories in this vibrant documentary series that captures hip-hop's impact on global culture. Reboot The Guardian Code Season 1. The Titan. In the near future, a military family is relocated so it can participate in a groundbreaking experiment of man's genetic evolution into space. Trailer Park Boys Season 12 and Trump and American Dreams Season 1. I think that's a documentary about Trump. On Amazon, Clear and Present Danger, Leap of Faith, and a new Amazon original, The Dangerous Book for Boys, Season 1. This is the story of a middle-class family coping with the sudden passing of their beloved patriarch, Patrick, a whimsical inventor who touched the lives of all who knew him. Uh, The Roseanne, Season 10, the new reboot, premiered this week. You can catch that on Hulu, as well as the premiere of Splitting Up Together, and Alex Inc., the show about Alex Bloomberg from our favorite podcast network. Yeah, we need to watch that. And did you see the news that uh, Trump called Roseanne up to I, I congratulate heard her? That, but and I he didn't said, know what great why success. Really? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, and people, because in the show, she, and in real life, she's a Trump supporter. Mm-hmm. So. People think that he's taking this as a sign. These great ratings are um, for him. For him, yes, oh that's my what God. people think. It's like this is a win. This is a win for Trump. So uh, <laughs> I think it's a win for Roseanne. Yeah, uh, we'll see if it lasts. I really did enjoy the beginning of the first show, so I'm kind of curious. I maybe will watch this, but I don't really have high hopes that 
it will stay good. I mean, the first one didn't stay good. It, it, it was good for a few seasons. Um, well, how about when they killed off the father and then unkilled him off and then unkilled him off again or whatever? He's like, well, he, the jokes about that seem kind of funny. He's sleeping with the, the big face mask yeah. thing uh, for... I never watched the original show. I mean, I'm aware of how, to, how it ended, but... Uh, well, I at the beginning, it was really groundbreaking. It was really different from other sitcoms of the time just the family was uh you know and it was really good for a few seasons it was very funny and very different but then other things started copying it so the novelty wore off and then the writing just got bad i didn't watch it through the end okay uh on fx the american season six premiere this is its final season um so that's right can't wait to see how it all ends yeah so last week we had a poll. What was your favorite giant movie monster? 38% chose Godzilla and 62% chose the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. Sorry, Cloverfield Monster and King Kong, they got zero. Yep, uh, the one that should have won, won. Yeah, sounds good. What do we got for this week? So this week we're going to have two polls. Uh, in honor of Ready Player One being released, Steven Spielberg's newest film. Uh, one poll is, what's your favorite Steven Spielberg movie? E.T., Jaws, Jurassic Park, or Raiders of the Lost Ark. And also, the other poll, favorite lesser Steven Spielberg movie. 1941, Empire of the Sun, Hook, and A.I. This reminds me of like that first episode of Dawson's Creek where he shows off all his Spielberg posters and then he says like he put some in the closet where you know his, the lesser ones like 1941 <laughs> they're like in the inside of his closet not very accessible yeah I don't necessarily remember that but I know <laughs> he was a big Steven Spielberg fan I just saw some article about Dawson's Creek 20th uh Anniversary? Did you see oh that? Oh my god, has it been that long already? Yeah, you should probably I'm go so find old. that article. There was some sort of reunion, and uh, there was questions about whether it was going to be rebooted. I just heard uh, an interview with Paul Reiser, where he was talking about possibly rebooting uh, or reviving Mad About You. So They're just going to everything. everything. But he was actually, uh, I don't know, he, he was almost making me want to see it. So... <laughs> So what would you pick? E.T. would be my... Well, see, E.T. was definitely it until I added Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm. I tend to not think of Raiders of the Lost Ark as a Steven Spielberg movie. I think of it more George Lucas movie, oh. but yeah. I mean, those are good, but uh, E.T. like totally has my heart. Like, there's no, there's no chance for the other ones. E.T. or Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, Raiders of the Lost it's, Ark it's would be in second for place for me, but it's not. It's not. It's not too tough. And lesser Steven Spielberg movie. Honestly, I haven't necessarily seen all of these. I would probably go with Hook. I, I enjoyed that as a kid. Oh, hmm. See, if if you could chop off the ending of AI, I would probably pick that one. But I hate the ending so much that I probably will say Empire of the Sun. I haven't seen that movie in a long time, AI. Uh, I need to watch it again. Oh, I did watch it recently, and it was 
But yeah, like I remembered, like the beginning started off so good and then it takes a weird turn and just keeps going and going and going. Um, yeah, I haven't seen Empire of the Sun since I was a kid, but it had a profound effect on me when I watched it. I saw it in the theater, I remember that. It had a profound effect on me. I There's some images that I like still like burned into my brain. I don't think I've ever seen it. So... Mm, wasn't it um, Christian Bale's first movie? Yeah. Or the first movie I saw him in. Yeah. Um, so let us know what you think on both these polls, and we will discuss it next week. Daily Show Pod on Twitter. And that's our show. If you have any feedback, you can email us at feedback at dailyshow.com. Our Facebook page is Daily Show. Our Twitter account is Daily Show Pod. Our website is dailyshow.com. Hope you enjoyed the show. Talk to you next time. Do a Daily Show podcast. Thank you.